0: Welcome to this PGSM podcast. My name is Babette Pluim, and I'm here with Bob Salas, family physician and sports medicine expert who encourages patients to take charge of their health by exercising. Welcome, Bob.
1: Thank you, Babette. Pleasure to be here with you.
0: What brings you to the Netherlands?
1: Well, I'm here to speak at the Dutch Sports Medicine Association Congress this year and very excited to be here to talk about the Exercises Medicine Initiative and the idea of connecting fitness with healthcare.
0: Can you tell us a little bit more about the Exercises Medicine Initiative?
1: Well, the Exercises Medicine Initiative was started in 2007 when I got the chance to serve as president of the American College of Sports Medicine. Uh, I'm a family physician, as you mentioned, and I really. was disappointed in the way we approach fitness and healthcare. we really pay very little attention to a patient's fitness habits you know we we very often encourage our patients not to smoke we certainly weigh them and measure their BMI and talk to them about how fat they are but very little is done to promote physical activity among the patients who really need it and the idea of the exercises medicine initiative was to change that the the goal of it is to try to make physical activity assessment and exercise prescription, a, a standard part of the disease prevention and treatment paradigm really around the world.
0: Mm. And how much do you need to exercise?
1: Well, that's the beauty of exercise as a medicine. Uh, We all agree on the dosing is 30 minutes of moderate exercise, five days a week, like a brisk walk. And so the idea of the exercise as medicine initiative is that each patient would receive that prescription from their physician as sort of the first line treatment for everything from the prevention and treatment of heart disease, uh, hypertension, uh, diabetes, cholesterol, on and on and on. We know that exercise helps virtually every chronic disease. like a medication.
0: And can you also exercise if you have like problems, arthrosis of your knees or, or any other issues?
1: Yeah, the the in terms of figuring out the best exercise, often patients have limitations. Uh, and there are alternatives to you know for as you mentioned somebody with arthritis of their knee who has a difficult time walking or jogging you know perhaps riding a stationary bike perhaps swimming perhaps even doing resistance training are great alternatives that perhaps wouldn't put as much stress on the knee but would allow that person to gain the health benefits of exercise and so I think it's very important that we match the type of exercise with a patient's limitations so that they can gain the health benefits that we all see through exercise.
0: Yeah. And if you, for example, if you have a patient who has had heart disease or diabetes, um, will you still encourage as a family physician that patient to exercise or, or does he have to go through testing first? How do you, how do you go about that?
1: That's a great question. You know, I think we tend to be so wrapped up in getting patients cleared before they exercise. And, I, and, and in fact, the American College of Sports Medicine has recently changed its recommendation. If we are just recommending moderate exercise, which is the, the current dose that's recommended by the physical activity guidelines around the world, there is no need for clearance prior to starting a moderate exercise program unless you have been told in the past that you have a disease that where the doctor says you should not be exercising or if you're having symptoms you're having chest pain excessive shortness of breath uh, that's when a patient needs to come in and get some clearance and discussion with their physician prior to exercising but if we're talking about just putting them on a moderate exercise program there is no need for clearance and I think we do more harm than good by putting roadblocks in front of patients saying before you start an exercise program go see your doctor because as a family doctor when a patient comes to me I'm going to ask them are you having any problems and I'm just simply going to tell them go out and exercise if you have a problem then come see me. If your knee hurts, you have chest pain, you're short of breath, you get dizzy then come see me but if you're exercising, you're walking every day and it's not causing you symptoms we don't have to get up, go out and get special clearance prior to asking patients to do that but can you also
0: exercise too much? How, how do you
1: dose it? That's an interesting question, and I do think that we see somewhat of a U-shaped curve with exercise. Certainly the biggest benefits are seen when somebody is doing nothing, and they just start doing moderate amounts of exercise, like a brisk walk, 30 minutes, five days a week, gives us significant improvements in health. Now, once you start to do more than that, if you want to jog uh, or for prolonged periods of time, you, you, you do get a little more benefit, but I think there's a point where the curve starts to flatten out, probably somewhere around 100 minutes a day, anything beyond that is probably not doing that much for your health. But there is also emerging evidence that when we're doing extreme endurance exercise, we may be actually doing more harm than good. And I think a lot of folks who are marathoners, running Ironman distance triathlons, should be cautious in doing that. Certainly you should not do that with the illusion that this is improving health, because what we've seen in multiple studies is that the benefits start to diminish when you do prolonged exercise. And so you're really doing those kind of events for reasons other than health. Now, a lot of us do things that aren't good for us. You know, we climb mountains, we race cars, um, and I think I would fit extreme endurance exercise into that. You know, multiple marathons, uh, long-distance triathlons, ultra-marathons, I don't think those are really good for you. And uh, I think our focus needs to be on just doing moderate amounts. Like everything in life, it's about moderation. You know, one glass of red wine a day is good, but drinking the whole bottle is not. And I think we need to approach exercise in the same way.
0: And how do you, um, as a sports medicine physician or a family physician, um, what does it take for someone to start exercising if they, if they, you know, they don't really want to?
1: Yeah, I think the the what is most helpful for me is first, first of all, just getting a mention of it, and I think physicians should think of. Uh, exercises of medicine that they ask every patient about, so that what we they use what we would call an exercise vital sign, and in my practice at Kaiser Permanente, we have started using an exercise vital sign, where every patient at every visit, regardless of the specialty of the, of the physician they're seeing, is asked about their exercise habits. They're asked two questions. On average, how many days a week do you do moderate exercise, like a brisk walk? And then it's in, inputted into our electronic medical record. The medical assistant actually asks the questions and clicks zero through seven, based on the patient's response. The follow-on question then is on those days on average, how many minutes do you exercise at this level? They click 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, so on. The computer then multiplies those two responses together to give minutes per week of self-reported exercise and we're looking for adults to do 150 minutes or more of moderate or greater exercise. All that we ask our physicians to do is at least just make a comment on their exercise, the patient's exercise habits to say either good job I noticed today you're doing 150 minutes of exercise a week on average keep it up or today I noticed that your blood pressure is high and you report that you're not doing any regular exercise before I put you on a medication for your blood pressure. I want you to cut back on your salt and try walking 30 minutes a day. Or go get a pedometer and give me eight to 10,000 steps a day. Let's try to treat your blood pressure first with just simply walking. And if that doesn't work, I'll have you back. We'll monitor it. And if it's still high after doing that, then we'll start you on a medication. Something as simple as that. I would like to see that be the standard of care around the world, that every patient gets asked about their exercise habits and first they are tried on doing moderate exercise for the treatment and prevention of virtually every chronic disease. That's as simple as we I think we need to make it. And I would hope that that would become a standard of care around the world.
0: And do you see a role for the fitness professional?
1: Yeah, I think both the, uh, I think the intersection of physical activity and health falls closest to the specialty of sports and exercise medicine. So I see sports and exercise medicine physicians and scientists leading this movement and I think we need to make a connection with the fitness industry that's strong and allows us to refer patients to fitness professionals. Think about it. We have a profession whose sole uh, interest is on getting and keeping people active. Why can't we refer patients to them. At least in the United States, I can refer my overweight or obese patient to a bariatric surgeon. Their insurance pays for stapling of the stomach or putting them on expensive diet pills, yet I can't refer that same patient to a fitness professional. That just doesn't make any sense. I think we need to merge the fitness industry with the healthcare industry. Why do those two industries work so independently when patients have so much to gain by using fitness to improve their health? Why can't we make that connection? I think we need to work around the world to make that happen. And I think the the group of specialists to advocate for this are sports and exercise medicine physicians. If we don't do this, nobody else is going to. We're the ones who understand the health benefits of physical activity. We're also used to working with with athletes and keeping them playing, keeping them on the playing field. And we need to do the same with our overweight and obese patient, our hypertensive patient, our uh, diabetic patient. Why can't we treat them as athletes? I think every patient ought to be considered an athlete. Every physical exam you do, you ought to think of it as a pre-participation exam. And you're clearing that patient for doing the physical activity they need to stay healthy. We need to be the ones that push this connection.
0: And last year, you and I, we brainstormed a little bit about tennis as medicine. Do you have any thoughts about that?
1: Yeah, I love the idea of taking a sport that people Uh, have played perhaps when they were younger and enjoyed and getting them back to that sport and keeping at that sport for a lifetime. So uh, the beauty of physical activity as an exercise as a medicine is it doesn't matter the formulation you take. You get the same benefit from playing tennis that you get from walking, jogging, riding a bike, swimming, uh, gardening vigorously. As long as you're doing a physical activity vigorously, it is providing the medicine you need to live a longer and healthier life. So I think a lot of these sporting organizations should be stepping up and encouraging uh, the physical activity for life in that sport, whether it's tennis, whether it's swimming, uh, whether it's basketball, whatever it is you enjoy, you get those um, sort of medicine-like benefits from it and we ought to be promoting that.
0: And just as a last question, you know, we always have about walk the talk, do you exercise?
1: I do. I like to. Uh, I like to do a variety of things. Most of the time, I walk or jog. I also have a bike and ride that. I'll swim in the summer. I love to ski uh, and be active. And so, uh, you know, it's a big part of my life. And I think it's very important for us as physicians to walk the talk, to be models for our patients. And you know, Erica Frank has done some great work on this, where he she has showed that physicians themselves who are physically active are much more likely to prescribe it to their patients. In fact, they're much more likely to prescribe preventive care. In fact, they're they're better physicians. And so I think all of us need to work to be role models for our patients. Now and also what Erica has found, it doesn't it's not that you have to be a professional athlete or a triathlete to be able to be credible to your patients, and in fact, I think patients find that physicians themselves who are struggling with their physical activity, perhaps struggling with weight or other chronic diseases, if they talk to patients about it and say, "I know what you're going through. This is what I do," uh, and be a role model for them, uh, that we really can enhance our credibility. We'll be better physicians if we do that.
0: Thank you very much. Well, is there anything else you would like to add, for, um, or to add for our? Listeners.
1: No, it's just exciting to talk to you, it's exciting to be here in the Netherlands, and the most exciting thing about the Exercises Medicine Initiative has been the interest around the world, you know, you the physical activity guidelines in the Netherlands are the same as they are in the United States, they're the same as they are in the UK, they're the same as they are down in Brazil, the same as they are in the Soviet Union, the beauty of exercise as a public health message is everybody agrees on the solution and I would challenge you to find me five people around the world who can agree on what to do about the obesity problem what type of diet we should be eating no one is in agreement there and so it makes using the obesity epidemic as a public health problem so difficult to get your hands around yet everybody agrees on the exercise idea and so I just think it's incumbent on us as sports and exercise medicine physicians that we take this on and we push it because nobody else will do this work and I appreciate uh, the great support from the British Journal of Sports Medicine uh, behind this idea and for putting this on a podcast and I hope we can continue to be the big pharma for exercise and promoting it around the world so thank you very much for having
0: me thank you